want to say I appreciate the opportunity and the invitation to be with you this weekend. My wife and I have looked forward to this. Would you please take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. 1 Timothy 3.14. We were here before, but it's been a while ago. I can't remember the exact year. I think it was 2011 or 2012, but it's good to be back. In 1 Timothy 3.14. These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar of and ground of the truth. What the church does is hold up the truth. So what I'm asking you tonight is keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. We're the only ones who are going to hold up the truth around here. It's imperative that we keep our hands up. When it comes to contending for the faith, who's going to do that? Who else can do that but us? We're told to contend for the faith. And Jude 3, Paul tells Jude, Beloved, I gave diligence to write unto you the common salvation, but it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which once and for all was delivered unto the saints. There's no one else that's going to contend for the faith but us. Because we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. Keep your hands up. It's important that we keep our hands up in this congregation and wherever we are because the truth is not going to get out there unless we're the ones that's doing it. You know, you recall, of course, in, uh, in uh, Exodus 17 and verse 10, remember when they were in the battle? And as long as Moses' hands were up, they were winning the battle. But when his hands wasn't up, they, and you remember in Exodus 17 and verse 10, so Joshua did as Moses said unto him, and fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron went her up unto the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held his hands, then Israel prevailed. And when he let, let his hands down, then Amalek prevailed. As long as we keep our hands up, we're going to win. It may not look, I know you look around in our society today and it looks like we're losing. But we're not. If you're on the Lord's side, you're winning. Our children need to know. Our grandchildren need to know it. We all need to know that we're in Christ Jesus and we are the ones who's going to fight this fight. We have to earnestly contend for the faith. So keep those hands up because we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. And that we're going to have to always remember that. That's important that we do that. And Philippians 1.16. Bro, Brian, Philippians 1.16. I wish you would have stayed up front here, brother. Philippians 1.16. I don't know where we're from. We have people that read the scriptures. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. But sometimes we have it. Philippians uh, 1.16. What does he say there, brother? Uh-huh. He is, he is set for the defense of the gospel. To defend means we defend. You know... Uh, one, of, one of the people that was in our congregations uh, that she was working and one of the workers used God's name with a profane word. Can't let that go. Somebody's got to stand up for God. Somebody has to stand up for the Lord. What I'm trying to tell you, we are set 
for the defense of the gospel, it's important that you go out and tell people about this meeting. It's important that you go out and tell people about God because no one else is. It's important that we keep our hands up because we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. And somebody's got to earnestly contend for the faith. But not only that, not only do we earnestly contend for the faith, we're the ones who show no partiality. Do you know that the world shows partiality? But we're the ones who do not show partiality. James chapter 2 verse 3. James 2 3. It says, and you pay special attention to the ones who are wearing fine clothes. And say, you sit here in a good place. And say to the poor man, you stand over there or stand by under my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves? Become judges with evil motives? We don't make distinctions. Everybody is somebody in the church of Christ. We love everybody. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you're a brother and sister in Christ, the color that we have in common is red, the blood of Jesus. What can take away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm asking you to keep your hands up. Somebody's got to tell the world about this. I'm begging you. It can't just be the preacher. It has to be all of us. That we have to earnestly contend for the faith. And we show no partiality. But you know as I was studying this. I looked through the Bible and I found all kind of prejudices in the Bible. You remember of course in Numbers 12 and verse 1. You remember Numbers 12 and 1. When Miriam she was upset with Moses for the person that he married. And in Numbers 12 verse 1. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because they married the Ethiopian woman. They were mad because he married the Ethiopian woman. But in the body of Christ, everybody is somebody. We love one another. It doesn't matter if you're from the east side or the west side. If you're from the north or the south. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. We love everybody in the church of Christ. And you've got to keep your hands up. We're the only ones who are going to do it. Nobody else is going to do this for us. And I think what we have is people not going out and telling the people about the Lord anymore. We have to tell everybody. We have to tell everybody who woke us up this morning. We have to tell everybody the breath that we just took. It was God that gave it to me. It's God the one that blessed me. There's no doubt about it. You know, I have a beautiful wife. You know what God did for me, Scott? He put me to sleep. He took a rib out of my side. And he, and he made Mary. And he said, now this is not bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Mary. That's what God does. He has blessed us so much with our children, with our grandchildren. We ought to be able to tell people about it. I'm telling you tonight, you got to keep your hands up. Somebody's got to do it for us. Nobody else is going to do it but us. It's important that we do this. So we don't show partiality. They were upset because he married an Ethiopian woman. You know, and I kept looking into this thing and 2 Kings, 2 Kings 5.20, Brian, and 2 Kings 5.20. You remember Naaman came, and Naaman came to Elijah, and Elijah said, go dip in the muddy Jordan seven times. And he came back, he came back and his flesh was returned. So uh, Naaman said, let me give you something. I got all this money, I got all this stuff, let me, let me offer you something. And Elijah said, no, we don't want it. And in 2 Kings 5 verse 20, what did he say, Brian? But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought, 
Now, now yours, yours says this name in the, the Aramean, mine said Assyrian. But what does he mean, this name? This, this Aramean, you can denote some prejudices in there. Listen, my master saved this guy, and we should be getting some treasure from him. And what else did he say, brother? By not receiving from his hands, was brought. Mm -hmm. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. Uh -huh. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. I just wanted you to see how he referred to him. I'm trying to show you that this all through annals of time there's been prejudices, but not in the body of Christ. We all love one another in the body of Christ. If you come to Fort Lauderdale, you're a Christian. If you come to uh, Savannah, we're Christians. What I'm trying to tell you is that we can't be like the world. The only person who's going to tell everybody about God is us. And I'm asking you tonight to keep your hands up. Because we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. And somebody's got to be able to tell them. You recall, of course, in uh, Galatians 2, verse 14, Brother Brian. Galatians 2, 14. You remember when Paul, when uh, Peter was uh, eating with the, with, the, with the circumcision, and when Paul came, he withdrew himself. And in 2nd, I mean, in Galatians 2.14, what did he say there, brother? But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel. Now, what's the truth of the gospel? The gospel is for everybody. That's the truth of the gospel. Who's going to tell people that? You know, who's going to go out and tell God that's done so much for us? It's important that we keep our hands up. Nobody's going to contend for the faith but us. Nobody's not going to be partial with us. We're the only ones who are going to be partial. I mean, non-partial. That's what he said, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, nobody's going to tell that but us. And in Acts 11 and verse 14, I'm sorry, Acts 11 and 1, it says, And the apostles and the brethren went to Judea and heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come unto Jerusalem, and that they were of the circumcision contending with him, saying, Thou wentest unto men uncircumcised and did eat with them. That's prejudice. We can't have that. I, I, it's just so important that we don't let the church, I mean the world, get into the church. You know, a boat is in the water. And a boat is designed to float on the water. And a boat is good as long as it's floating on the water. The problem comes when the water is in the boat. The world is designed, the church is designed to be different from the world. The problem comes when the world gets in the church. My master tonight, keep your hands up. We're the only ones who are going to do it. We're the only ones who have the capacity to know what God has blessed us. We have to keep our hands up. We have to keep going. And in Galatians 3.26, Galatians 3.26, he says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you that has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. There's no big, there's no big eyes. There's no big chiefs in the body of Christ. Christ is the big, the, the, the head honcho. And sometimes I think we get to be one, elevate ourselves, and we want to be this or that. It doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And I'm trying to tell you, we can't let impartial, we can't let partiality sneak into the church. Because it'll happen unless we keep our hands up. 
One more thing I want you to know. It's a short sermon. I'm a short preacher. But one more thing I want you to know. We're the ones who don't complain. We don't murmur and complain. Or do we? Don't you get tired of people that murmur and complain all the time? This is never right. This is never right. How do you think it feels if God hears us murmuring and complaining all the time? And so we, we're the, those people who don't murmur and complain. But the children of Israel in Numbers 14, Numbers 14, 27, they complained. God took them out of Egypt. They complained. God brought them through the wilderness. They complained. God fed them manna from above. What did they do? They complained. God gave them quail till it was running out of their nose. They complained. God gave them water from a rock. All they did was complain. How do you think that made God feel? And in Numbers 14 and verse 27, what did he say that, brother? How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? Mm -hmm. You think God likes complaining and murmuring? He's the one that's blessing us. God woke us up this morning. You know what we'll do? We'll complain. God gives us jobs to go on. You know what we do? We complain about the old boss. God gives us food on our table. We complain about the food that just don't like the way it tastes. You know, we find reasons to complain about everything. How do you think God feels about that? We're the ones who got to keep our hands up when it comes to stuff like that. People on the job, we don't, we don't go in. We don't fall for that stuff. We don't placate to that stuff. I'm telling you tonight, the only people who can do this job are the people who are sitting here, the people who are Christians, and we're the ones who've got to keep our hands up. And somebody's got to do it. And it's just not me. It's all of us together. No complaining. You remember what Jonah did in Jonah 4 2? And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this what I was saying yet when I was in the country? God saved, God saved the Ninevites. And Jonah was upset because he saved the Ninevites. He was complaining and complaining and complaining. And you know what we'll do? The same thing. We get uh, oatmeal for breakfast, then we'll say we want eggs. We get eggs, then we, we, all, we are always complaining. And in 2 Kings 5.12, you remember Naaman? Uh, 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 yeah, 2 Kings 5.12, when he told him to go uh, wash in the, in, the, in the muddy Jordan. You know what Naaman said? Why can't I go to Abnar and Farpar and Damascus? Those, are, those waters are better than this. You're the one who has leprosy. You go where God tells you to go. So we're the ones who do not complain. Aren't we? I hope so, because we're the ones who've got to keep our hands up. It's important that we keep our hands up. We're the ones who are going to fight for the Lord. And tonight, I'm trying to tell you to keep your hands up. And so, this is what he said in Philippians 2, 13. Philippians 2, 13, Brian. What does he say there? That kid's going to be a preacher. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So do what? Do all things without or How many things? All. 
Sundays without complaining. Who is it? Who's going to do that? We are. Who is he talking about? Christians. Let me ask you this. Did you murmur complaining one time this week? Let me ask you this. Did you murmur and complain one time today? We, we, got, to, we got to be able to do all things. Keep reading, brother. What makes us appear as lights in the world? Because we're not the ones complaining. We're not the ones murmuring and complaining about everything. It doesn't matter what you get. You get a raise that's not a big enough raise. You get a promotion that's not the best promotion. You get a job. We always murmur. But he said we're supposed to be as lights in the world in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation because we're the ones who don't murmur. I'm going to ask you this. Can you go one month without murmuring and complaining? I'm asking you now. Okay, all right. Let me break it down. Can you go one week without murmuring and complaining? Nothing. Can you go one day without murmuring and complaining? Because we're the ones who got to keep our hands up. And I'm trying to tell you tonight it's imperative that we take on this mission because nobody's going to do it for us. He said the church of the living God is the pillar and the ground of the truth. And what pillars do is support the building. What pillars do is hold up the building. And we hold up truth. You might have to say, I can't go to that type of wedding. I'm sorry. You might have to say, I can't attend this type of function because I, I'm a, I'm a, you might have to, you're going to have to take a stand. God wants us all to be able to take a stand. I'm telling you tonight, we got to keep our hands up. we got to keep our hands up. We're the ones who are not going to be murmuring and complaining. So we're the ones who will contend earnestly for the faith. And we're the ones who will not show any partiality. And we're the ones who won't complain. We're going to have to work at this now. Because my wife can tell you I never complain. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. You know I'm just kidding. So I, don't, I want to know tonight. Is there someone here that want to hear what he has to say? Hear his word. And believe what he 